Hello and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, we just had the last conversation here about prayer life. And one of the things that are going to be integral to the question of, well, why should I even do this in the first place? Aside from the tangible effects that your life gets better, but one of the things that a barrier would someone would ask in the first place would be why? Why is this even worth it? And my answer to that ended up having me come up with the second question that I don't want it to be a definitional type conversation, but my answer to that was basically somewhere between faith and hope. I'm not sure which one's the actual right word for this, since we have them as, as the primary virtues anyway, faith, hope, and love, is that that's that's why it's worth it. There's actually going to be someone out there listening, that someone's God, and, and like I said, I don't know if that's faith or hope. And where my question is getting into here is when we talk about faith and hope, kind of what is the difference and how do we embrace them? Because we, we've talked many times about not being foolhardy in life and just saying, oh, things will work out without having any basis for it whatsoever. Like, I know for a fact I am not going to the Summer Olympics and I'm not winning a gold medal in anything, um, let alone outrunning someone. So, like, I know that. There'd be no reason to have hope that that would happen. So I wanted to put that differentiating because I think a lot of people get caught up in their own personal example of whatever the, I hope for something and it didn't happen. So, therefore, the whole concept of being optimistic or hoping I had a bad experience and now I'm I'm out of that bus. So, Father, I think that you understand the direction in which I'm going here, but because that's the face you're giving me. So let's uh, let's let you dive into this and make me make it right. Yeah. So hope is based on something, and uh, and it it builds on trust. So that's the relationship of hope and faith. Faith is like trust essentially, uh, and it uh, f- faith has also a kind of intellectual content, we, we could say. So if uh, I submitted a tax return and I should get uh, whatever, $300 back, then mm-hmm. I uh, have a structure of belief in the federal government and the IRS. And I have hope based on that fundamental belief that the government is trustworthy and will provide my tax return. So mm-hmm. You may feel better or worse about that, depending on your actual trust in the government and and whether you got the tax return right and you did the, the math right. And so the your your faith is in the amount and the, the government, and then your hope is um so so hope is I'm going to get that three hundred dollars. I have enough confidence in that that I'm actually going to already spend three hundred dollars. I'm going to start a project based on the expectation, the hope that I'm going to get that $300. And so that's uh, that shows us that hope is more than just wishful thinking. It's more than just uh, uh, a, a uh, you know, an, an idea. It's actually a substance that I can build on. I have confidence based on hope. I can stand on my hope. Now, in terms of translating that into Christianity, Catholicism, our faith is uh, in what God has revealed to us. And, you know, namely that Jesus is real and that he um, will 
will bring us that he has an inheritance for us. Uh, uh, that's inheritance already has a sense of hope in it, that uh, it's something I don't have, but that I will have. And will we build our lives on the confidence that Jesus will come through on his promise to deliver the inheritance to us? And, and uh, the more that we're able to grow in that, the more that we're able to say with St. Paul, the sufferings of this present life are as nothing compared to what God has revealed to us and uh, in, the, in the glory of the life to come. And that gives us that hope. So that's the, the hope is what uh, really sets the martyrs apart. Their hope is in a greater inheritance than even this life. They're willing to allow the plundering of their goods for the sake of the inheritance that is to come. And so uh, that's where hope is really transforming for us. Um, so because I have hope in eternal life, I have hope in Christ, I'm willing to take certain risks as long as they're aligned with him. So I don't just take my own random risks. I take the risks that are aligned with Christ, with God and his will. And I have hope that he is going to deliver those things to a good conclusion um, because he promised and I believe him. So that all sounds nice. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I always think of the, uh, the little parable of the guy who is like riding a wheelchair on a, or, or riding a wheelbarrow or has a, has a wheelbarrow and is walking across a tightrope over a great chasm. You know, and it's like, wow, you're amazing. You can do anything. And the guy goes, do you think I can do anything? He goes, I think you can do anything. Get in the wheelbarrow. I don't know about that. You know, it's, it's a nice one. We can look at it in somebody else's life. It's a little different when we need to put some skin in the game. And, you know, that's where our Christian faith is constantly pressing into reality. How much skin are we willing to put in the game? Um, are we really willing to take a risk, sacrifice ourselves? Are we willing to bet on the future? because Christ promised us that the future would turn out a certain way if we acted a certain way. Um, so that's where, you know, the rubber really hits the road, but we build our, our faith on our, our hope on faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the proof of things unseen. That's Hebrews 11 verse one. So faith is the substance of things hoped for and the proof of things unseen. And uh, I get my my faith from what God has revealed, and then the degree to which I really place the weight of my life on that substance is hope, uh, that I'm really willing to let that substance be uh, a solid ground on which I can build my life. Yeah, I, I think that there's, first of all, that's a great answer. Um, as I'm getting into thinking this through here, I think that that's something that you don't really get until you try it, I guess. Even going off of your, your example there of, well, maybe before we get in the chasm, can you just show me what it would feel like here on the dry land before we go over the chasm? What it'd be sure, like? Sure, sure, yeah. And with so with, with there being the tendency of saying, It can be the, the from from someone trying to say I, why do this why get in a prayer life why invest in in religion at all you can get the answer of it being a continuous downward spiral because if I never try it I'm not going to believe in it and because I don't believe in it I'm not going to put extra stock in it I'm never going to rely on it and in that way it really kind of does require us to take a step 
maybe not the first step, but at least a step in the direction of trusting. And likewise, the spiral can go the other way in terms of being corking you into the ground of never wanting to participate or elevating you as, as high as, as possible just by believing in it. And, you know, that belief goes in, in a lot of different ways. And obviously we're using the example of God here, but it also applies with your relationships here on earth. You know, it's, it can be something as basic as will the person show up? And then once they're here, what do they, what do they do what they say they're going to do? So, you know, we have someone who might be the world's greatest cook, but it's only a 50-50 if they even show up. Well, how much hope are you going to have in that the main course is going to be made by them? Because if they are there, uh, you win. <laughs> but if they're not, you, you don't have anything. And then how do you play this, this system here? And I feel like so many people are in a space that that's where they're at, where they don't have the trust to take that step. Or maybe said another way, they have too much fear to take that step. Or maybe they're just so lukewarm that they don't feel like moving at all. So it doesn't matter. So with that being said, Father, there's a lot of different directions to take that. But that was the the thought that I had from your explanation there about how it takes it. We have to do something here. It's not just going to happen to us. It's, it's, it's not, you know, here you wake up. It's it's, it's not like Oprah where you, you just get given everything. You actually have to do something and participate Um, for, for the people who remember the Oprah Winfrey show reference. Yeah, that's right. You, you gotta put some skin in the game. You got to be willing to to take a step in. There's only so much you can do from the outside. So there are certain things you can do from the outside. You know, you can see the impact that it has on somebody else's life. Um, wow. You know, Jordan Peterson's wife has been testifying recently to how she was miraculously healed of incurable cancer. Like nobody ever recovers from this. And praying the rosary, she attributes it to the rosary, and he's able to see it. And he also speaks about it. But the close encounter with someone else who's changed by faith and lives from that hope can have a significant impact. And But, but there's only so far we can go by tracking it from the outside. Uh, we mm-hmm. need to eventually step on the inside. We need to take a first step. We need to take a, uh, a step towards putting a little bit of skin in the game, putting a little bit of weight on that ground, on that substance and see if it bears weight. And, and as, you know, as we talked about, it's, uh, you don't have to put the, your whole life on the line instantly. Um, you can ease into it to a certain degree, but you're not going to get the full thing out of it until you put the full thing into it. So we can't expect to get more for less. Um, we need to keep engaging and keep growing in that. Then that's really the place that all of us are in. Have I placed my entire life on the line? Well, no, probably not. I mean, martyrdom is the place where we see finally putting our entire life on the line and there's no backup plan. It's not like, you know, well, you get something out of martyrdom. No, you don't get anything out of martyrdom. (laughs) You die and then you have nothing left. And either there's a God or there isn't a God and the whole thing unfolds right there. So, Mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, that's the the sort of ultimate expression of of faith and hope. 
But we have our own little daily martyrdoms. We have our own little daily risks, sacrifices. We we put our, our weight on the promise of Jesus, and then we, we trust in how it will turn out. Yeah, and as we think this through, the example that I have is, is in my business world. You know, any person who's ever asked me, how do you create a business? How do you make a business sustainable? Which I've done 17 of these, so I got a pretty good idea of it. The answer is you have to be all in. You, you can't be, well, I have my cozy normal nine to five. And if this fails, I'll still have my income from that. No, you, you have to be all in or you end up will be suffering in both. And I think that that is something that's very important to think about. And what is the benefit? I mean, we, we, we can sit back and look at this. Go, what's the benefit of not believing it, not acting in the way that the the gospel or the catechism tells us to versus doing what it says? And well, if I if I act in the way it says, it's gonna tell me not to do something. It's gonna tell me um ultimately to go against this trend or that trend. And you know, since it's literally timeless the trends will change throughout there always will be something going against the what the teachings are no matter where you're at in history listening to this and it's amazing to me that literally there's a blueprint that has worked we know that it works but it constantly gets told it's wrong but it works is your relationship better if you're constantly worried if your wife's cheating on you no, your life is not better. Talk to someone who's going through a divorce. It's a disarray problem. Um, you know, what's going to happen to my kids? Are my kids going to hate me? Will they ever talk to me again? That's a lot of undue stress that didn't need to exist. Um, so if you were acting in the way of, of the catechism, that wouldn't have come up. Um, so we think about this and look at it and go, well, maybe I should have some faith and hope that this thing works. Maybe I should take a, a step in that direction and combine that with the prayer conversation that we had last week and really just see what, what direction it, it takes your life here. So, Father, we have about five minutes left. I want to give you a chance to, to expound upon some thoughts as we bring this episode home. No, I think you said it really well, Joe. It's, uh, and and I, uh, what we need to take a step. And I find that a lot of people, when actually facing that question, what's the step for you to take? Often there's an idea that comes up. You know, I keep thinking I ought to get to mass a few minutes early. Okay, good. That's a good step. Um, I keep thinking I ought to contribute a little bit more in the collection basket. Okay, good. The more skin in the game. It's a good step. I keep thinking I ought to pray a little bit more every day. Okay, great. That's a good step. I keep thinking I ought to live out my faith in the way that I treat my spouse or my coworker or um, that I should bring, you know, Jesus some, you know, a little bit more into my relationships. Good. That's a good step. So a lot of times we have the idea already and then I would just clarify, you know, they're the kind of ideas that rise up from the heart and there are the kind of ideas that come down from sort of a place of abstraction. <laughs> So if that uh, that resonates with you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, sometimes there is there are certain kinds of people who are really ideal driven, and they 
just come up with, you know, this is what they have the sneaking suspicion. Really what I ought to do is, you know, leave my spouse and become a religious. Well, that's coming out of some strange place. So we don't need to, uh, we want to follow the things that are more rising up from the heart, uh, more of an attraction, more of being drawn to something, more uh, that it's accompanied with love, with affection, um, rather than something that's put on me that I feel sort of anxious about and feel like I ought to do. So hopefully that distinction resonates with people. But um, usually if we're just paying attention to what's coming up out of our hearts, it's a little nudge, it's a prodding, it's uh, encouraging us. It's not overtaking our freedom, but it's inviting us to move in a particular direction, uh, a movement of the heart rather than a compulsion, you might say. So uh, if we pay attention to that, take the next step. It doesn't have to be uh, grandiose. And it, uh, it just needs to be a, a little step. And a little bit goes a long way. Um, and then as you take that step, so I said a bunch of stuff today and, and in the last uh, recording about prayer. And probably for most people, you know, 60% of it landed and, and resonated. Um, as you get into it a little bit more, you can probably listen to the same episodes again and like 70 or 80% of it will resonate. As we start to do the thing, we start to understand, oh, that's what he's talking about when he says um, receiving. That's what he talks about. That's what he means when he says responding. That's why he's being thankful for the stars or the the sunshine. You know, um, we, we get it the more that we step into it. And so that's how we spiral uh, deeper and deeper. It's the virtuous cycle of, uh, of growing closer to God through, through trying it, through taking a step, and then we keep we keep building on that. And, and that's an amazing way to, to put it here. And thinking about that as someone who's gone through books that I've read a year ago, two years ago, whatever, it's, it amazes me how you assume we went from 60% the first time to 70% the second time. That gap for me tends not to overlap. <laughs> you know, it's like this part I'll miss the second time was stuff that I thought I got the first time. But now that I'm in it, 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 it's, it's, it's the part I missed this time. You know what I mean? It's because we, we think that we have it. And there is benefit in going through that. And, you know, quite frankly, there's even benefit in it or hope, I guess, in going through saying, I'm going to finish this episode. I'm going to listen to the next one and all that. And that's hope, obviously, in, in us here delivering it. But that's, that's an earthly hope. And if we, we put it in our faith and in with God, really the rewards are are unmeasurable in, in how much your life changes in doing through so relationships. And, and Father, you, you did a lot of great things there. You know, one of the the, the other things that it, it's it's been coming to me, so I'm going to say it, was in terms of taking a step, reflecting upon who to mentor or promote within your world, who to spend more time with, and, you know, building relationships that way have really untold benefits that 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 you'll never know um and, and maybe you're going outside the line maybe i'm hiring someone who's not normally in in the route that would be in this position or what the case may be but something's telling me i should invest in this person and and, and that's a form of hope as well so we we hope we thank everyone for being with us in this episode here and we'll be with you again next week